What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Maths. We still have no premiere date, but this week we will be covering 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, Season 5, Episodes 1 to 5. Hello, Aid. How are you doing? I'm all right. It's just every day I get on the computer and I'm like, so when is Married at First Sight coming? And it's never <laughs> coming, apparently. I think Mash fan was the smart one. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a hiatus. Like, it doesn't look like we're getting any dates. So just going to give myself some rest and relaxation right here till they're ready to. But, I, you know, we are fascinated. Like, you asked me, how much time do you think they'll give us? before the premiere of the season and I was like a month and you're like what <laughs> so I don't I'm know in two weeks because I I think in my mind I'm like how much longer can you keep us waiting and I just feel like two two weeks but that's just that just might be wishful thinking because I'm like when are you coming back but you know what you know it's good to miss something it's good to be looking for it and waiting for it instead of being like oh you're back again and, you know, we have been bitching about that, that they're not giving us enough time to miss it. But now we get it. <laughs> Me. I'm like, you need to give us time to miss it because you can't just keep factory turning it out. But now who knows? Like you said, maybe it has something to do with the writer's strike. But it's very interesting that they kept hyping it during the season. And then all of a sudden is radio silence. Like, at least give a date or something. And then even if it's next year, we'll just wait. I'm trying to remember, was I watching Lifetime and there was a commercial, like something like coming soon? But I I don't know. I might have made that up. I mean, they did during the um, last season. No, I meant like recently, like in the past week. Oh, what would you be watching on Lifetime? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I might check it out. I did plan on watching um, the Mary J. Blige movie and the TLC doc, so... Who knows? Maybe I'll find an ad or something. Okay. And they'll tell us the dates. But 
either way, we're still waiting, but we'll patiently wait. If they're tweaking it to be better, we have no complaints. We were just playing around looking at show premieres, and we just noticed that Sister Wives is 30 minutes. And we don't know if it's that's factual or not, but if it is, in fact, 30 minutes, do you think that is something maths would consider? <laughs> Maybe the show going back to an hour, like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, we and- went from two hours down to an hour and a half this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could be down to an hour. I feel like 90 Day Fiance UK went from being one hour to two hours, but don't quote me on that. Um, maybe it just feels longer. <laughs> if anything, honestly, I think they're just going to go back to two hours. <laughs> don't don't so. put that in the universe. <laughs> chop, chop. I, would, I would actually love it if they could tighten up and do an hour. I, I think they, yeah. they, they could. Yeah. I'm also curious to know if they will take in any of the complaints we had about last season since they're not fact returning and they're actually giving us giving time between seasons i'm very curious to know if they'll listen to anything or if we're gonna get super steroided season that's gonna be 50 something episodes (laughs) and do a reunion after the end so we'll see so i mentioned this to you before we started recording that i had watched a little vice documentary on john and k plus eight And something that was revealed is that they their like third season of John and K plus eight had 39 episodes. And the shocking part of that is I'm pretty certain I watched all 39 of them when they aired. Oh my God. I love John and K plus eight. That was my jam back in the day. <laughs> That's not a show that I committed to. She just seemed <laughs> angry all the time. I mean, I get it. When you have multiples, like that's a lot that you could do. But she also really sounded like she hated her husband. So, I think if well, I, I the documentary does not really, you know, it's from the perspective of John, Colin, the kid that doesn't talk to her anymore, and Hannah, the kid who kind of talks to her. So there's a lot of perspective missing, you know, like the six mm-hmm. other kids. Yeah, but I think there's a case to be made for both of those sides. Like, yes, she was kind of mean. Yes, he was way too young to be the father of eight kids. But it's just interesting to me that if two, if a man and a woman are thrown in a situation with kids, somehow the woman always steps up. And a lot of the times the man really doesn't. So we can make excuses like, oh, John was so young. And she was a little bit older than him. But I'm like, both of y'all had eight kids. What makes you think? Like at one point he's like, oh, well, you know, after we got divorced, I like went off and I like lived my life for a little bit like arrested development type thing, like reclaiming my youth. And I'm like, okay, so while you were off doing that, who who was taking care of your kids? Oh, that would be Kate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm yep. sympathize, but someone else had to pick up the slack while you were reclaiming your childhood or whatever. Did they mention in the documentary, did he want kids or did she say, it's time for us to have kids, this is the plan, join me or not? I don't think it was that deep. I think it was like... I think he is naturally or was naturally, especially when he was 19 years old, when he met her, just kind of a go along to get along type. I think if she said, okay, time to have kids. I mean, they had to go through IUI to get pregnant. Yeah. So it's, I, it's an affirmative decision, but I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't see either one of them. They were both very religious. I'm sure that it was like, oh, it's time to have kids. And he's like, sure. Why not? 
No, I understand. I just didn't know if it was mentioned in the documentary or when you watched the show. I've always been curious about that. Like, you could be religious or whatever, but to his point, to the point of them saying they were so young, was it a case of he was kind of hesitant, but hey, what are you going to do? It's the next step to do. Let's go ahead and do it. Or was he just on board? He never said anything about, oh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids or anything like that. He was just like, we decided we wanted kids and then... My insurance didn't cover IVF, but it covered IUI. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that is one piece of pop culture news I have no interest in. Every time (laughs) I see today Colin, today the sister, today John, and then Kate released a statement, something about the bodyguard, I'm just like, I don't care. I've never clicked on it, so I have no idea. I just know there's a kid that they don't talk to. And one that has problems or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know. But yeah, I wonder if they'll revive it. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) It's interesting that what kept the show going was the relationship between John and Kate. Once they would not film together, like that show didn't even last. And I think it's because it was all about her yelling at him all the time to get it together. And once she didn't have anybody to yell at, there was no show. <laughs> I can totally see Kate on Celebrity Big Brother. Definitely. I think, but I, I'm surprised she hasn't been there already. She does the rounds. She does the rounds. She's been on other shows. I was trying to remember where I saw her on, if it was The Apprentice, but I'm not sure. She yeah. was. They showed her on The Apprentice. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's that. I really enjoyed The Apprentice when it was on. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, you didn't know where it would lead us, did you? No, I had no idea. I had no idea. But it was fun times. I know. Um. Well, good for them. So, <laughs> so we've caught up with John and Kate because they're from the past. What's going on with our maths people from the past? <laughs> I don't really have that many updates. Um, the little things that we saw was um, Steve. And is it Molly? Sorry, Mindy. Sorry, sorry, Steve, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Again. So, Steve and Mindy, C posted this what I thought was a cute video of their love story, just cute videos of them prancing around and all the stuff. We know that you know, love sometimes with reality stars, influencers, celebrities don't always last, but while it's here, it's cute, you know. And I just thought it was, you know, I hope they're happy. And I hope they're both being genuine. So, yeah. Did you see it? I, I I saw that you posted it and I didn't actually watch the video. I should have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Everybody was like, it's so cute. So good for them. Maybe they'll prove me wrong because I shit talked them so much when they were on that math special. <laughs> and maybe they'll last. And I'm glad they're having fun together. <laughs> um. It feels like forever, but Noi is still being very open about her egg freezing journey and she's posting every step of the way and every little thing, like when she gets the drugs, when she injects it and all uh, and her results. So she's inching closer and closer. Um, Lindsay from Boston version two celebrated her one year anniversary with her boyfriend. And she captioned it, one year down, forever to go. 
Does she show and, his face? Oh yeah, he's been, she's revealed him for a while now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my final piece of that's fascinating to me is I didn't know Jessica and Austin from the DC season were building a new home. Wow. But I mean, it looks really nice. She did ask me anything. I mean. I say this in a nice way. They're a boring couple, but meaning like they're rock solid. So there's not really anything going on. They work their normal jobs. She goes to work. She's still a nurse. So there's not really anything. But I was fascinated by the building. And someone asked why she was moving. And she says where they are right now, um, they have older kids. They're people that have been there for like 20 years. But they want like a community so that their kid, Weston, can have people his age and in 2025 there's going to be an elementary school that's walking distance so it'll be ready in september so for now they're living with austin's parents um and stuff and i've always wondered where in the dmv they lived and their house is also still in maryland i don't think i knew she lived in maryland i thought they were virginia people me too and the way she said like it was so far driving like when she switched her she switched to labor and delivery she didn't quite like being in the administrative part when she said it was so far i just thought she was driving from virginia to maryland because a little part of me thinks she works at the there's a laurel medical center that they just built i don't know why i just picked that place but yeah but just the confirmation that they lived in maryland i was like ah okay I just but she used that. to work at gw Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she when she was when they were doing the COVID diary, she was at GW. Um, so if she's in Maryland, that is a long drive to GW, depending on where you are. Oh, so maybe that's why she's still. She said for seven years. I don't know if she switched. So that is a long drive. Yes. So yeah. So it's the other way. I got it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're still just chugging along, being the cute, stable couple that they are. And that's it. And then it's funny when she did the ask me anything. She's like, before you ask me anything, yes, we want more kids. No, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. But yeah, that's all I've reality got. people with the womb watching. With the womb watching. Yeah. Okay. We will be right back to get into 90 Day Fiance the other way. They say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use the money you get from Earn In to make sure you have your spending money ready for your fun spring break trips to the beach. Make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, that's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Auto Call on the podcast because when you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Auto Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we back. <laughs> um, we are back to talk about 90 Day the Other Way. Um, shout out to Lorraine for suggesting this. Uh, we're open to suggestions for shows that you would like us to cover. Uh, so feel free to shoot us a message, send us a, a pigeon, whatever you, however you <laughs> want to get the, the message across about your suggestions. We will consider anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> This break is very long. We're running out of ideas. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> so, 90 Day the Other Way, Season 5. It's getting real difficult. I, I can't believe that 90 Day has two versions on at the same time. It, it's too much, and they should never do this again. They are going down the mouse route because, technically, they have... Three, if you count 90 Day Fiance UK, and then technically it is four because the resort one is coming out pretty soon. I think I texted you and said they're trying to kill us. I mean, <laughs> so I, I'm pretty different- loyal to 90 Day Fiance, but a girl has her limits. I, I only have so much time. Yeah, like we're gonna have four different iterations of this show going on concurrently. And I also get what the idea is because remember I thought uh, the other way was just a fig- figment of my imagination. I don't even think I saw any promo or anything going on for that. I didn't even know they were back. So I don't know what the plan is or who thought this was a good idea, but here we are. There's also not enough distinction. 
Like before the 90 days is way too similar to the other way. If you're going to run concurrently, do like a good old fashioned 90 day where like, you know, they're in America, they have their visa. It's easier to distinguish. It is actually like all these people traveling abroad. It's too much. Yeah. Like I have to ask you, I'm like, which one is it again? Which one do they belong to? Because it's all blurring together. So. I'm actually, so for our first couple, I'm actually confused because it's Danielle and Johan. And I'm like, what version were they on before? (laughs) (laughs) Was that happily ever after? It can't be. It was the other way because she moved. But that show feels like it just wrapped up. It did. We just had to tell all where they were yelling at everyone. So when yeah. they appeared on our screen, I was quite confused because I was like, so did was this filmed before the tell-all where you guys broke up? But then she has I'm this woman. First of all, I don't like her, okay? Um, but she, I really, really don't like her hair. She has the most <laughs> awful curly weave. It's so bad. It's the wrong color. The color shading is not right. Yep. It's in the interviews. It's in the filming. It's so bad. Yep. Agreed. I agree with you. Like, it bothers me a lot. But also, it feels like 90 Day, they're very invested with the most insufferable couples. Because Danielle <laughs> was so insufferable. And when I see the people who are going to be on the resort things, like, why is Angela there? Why is Big Ed there? Like, as long as you're insufferable, they'll keep bringing you back. And I'm like, why? I, I, I don't like Danielle and Johan, but I don't find them insufferable. And I actually want to know what's happening. I find her insufferable because she's just really stubborn. But I'm very fascinated by how they got to whatever stage they're in after the tell-all where we saw they were done, allegedly. That's why I think they filmed this. Then they had the tell-all. Because no. in the, in the storyline, that the way that they presented it, our last big thing was that her ex came. Well, we already addressed the ex coming at the tell-all. So I just think they, they never stopped filming. There's like a three to six month gap between when they air the show and when they film the show. And then they had the reunion. And yeah, we're so now we're going backwards in the timeline. I would agree with you. But in one of the episodes, she mentioned after the tell-all, things were, where I got, you know, blah, blah, blah. Things were not so great. That seemed way too happy. Yeah, like, I don't know how you get over that hump. He was so mad at the tell-all, and she seemed like she was done. And the fact that she was still in the Dominican Republic, I was very shocked. So I, I... Go ahead. Did she say that thing in an interview? I can't remember. I because just... I, I, I don't trust 90 Day Fiance. If she said it in an interview, you know how they get you to just sit in the interview and mess with the timeline. Yeah. So they probably had her say that in an interview, but I don't think it's true. Hmm. That's fair because yeah, they were too way too happy for people who had a big blowout. So, so their storyline is that her friends are coming to visit. Thank God these friends speak Spanish. They speak better Spanish than Danielle. Uh huh. I was like, is she keeping up with the conversation? (laughs) I was just happy for like a natural, no translation conversation. Johan didn't have to feel like left out. Um. Her friends have nothing. I like her friends because they, although the one that said that she was giving up everything, I was like, come on now. I, I mean, everything. That's a little, it's a little much, right? <laughs> I, 
I thought her friends had a little crush on him. Oh, <laughs> they hugged him and they were like, wow, he's this big hunk of a man. Ooh, and I didn't know what to, and I was like, he has a nice smile. He has this. I'm like, all right, all right, settle down now. <laughs> but it's all fun games when Gohan's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> but what you just mentioned when you said no translation, um, I say this that, you know how you can watch TV and do other things and maybe ear watch and stuff? 90 Day Fiance, you can't do that anymore. There's a lot. You have to read the captions. So <laughs> it's two hours and I'm just like, oh, no, I have to give it my full attention or else I miss the conversation. So, yeah. So Danielle tells her friends that um, his butcher shop had to close because he didn't. Her, what is implied is that he didn't sign a lease. And so when the owner wanted the space back, he didn't have a leg to stand on. He just had to go. And she said that, that he needs to trans- transition into another profession or something. And I'm like, is that code word for OnlyFans? Because that's what I heard he's doing. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. That was part of the argument in the tell-all was that he was claiming he paid for everything. And she's like, he has no money. And then someone on Reddit was like, he makes a ton of money on OnlyFans. She makes no money on OnlyFans. So. I'm sorry. Danielle is on OnlyFans? Uh, apparently they both are, yes. Oh, my God. Influencing is killing reality TV. <laughs> what? Oi, oi, oi. I can't. I... <laughs> Do you think they love each other? What is love? Ah, baby, don't hurt me. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't trust Johan. I don't think Johan is in it. I don't think he's genuinely in the relationship. I, don't I think, think she's it's that complete. great either. I don't think she's great, but I think she does like him. But I don't know if she likes him or if she likes having him. Or like saying that he's her boyfriend. Like, oh, he's cute. He's tall. He allegedly has a big dick. Whatever. Those are the kind of things that Danielle is proud to say. Is my boyfriend. It's superficial in a sense. And then for Johan, it's convenient for him. He doesn't have a job, but he gets to live a certain lifestyle. That might explain them, yeah. Because I don't... Sometimes I see, like, genuine affection between the two of them. And I think that they actually like each other outside of all of the like surface things, but there's those moments are few and far between. Yeah. I think they genuinely liked each other in the beginning, but I think with all the things that are happening and all the fights and all that, I think too much has happened for them to get back to it. And I think there's a line where he thinks she's rude and she thinks, I don't think she necessarily respects him. This most recent episode was their first appearance this season. Yeah. So nothing much happened. Did she look different to you in her confessionals? I was too busy staring at the hair. (laughs) I couldn't tell. She looked like she lost a ton of weight in the confessionals, but I wasn't sure. And doesn't that lend credence to the suspicious timeline of all these things? (laughs) Yes, it does. So our next couple is another returning couple, Armando and Kenny. Their storyline was quite weak. (laughs) In fact, it's utter nonsense. The story is that Kenny wants to move to Mexico City and Armando wants to stay in the little town that they're in. 
So they're moving to Mexico City for the summer to experiment to see if they want to live there. I was going to ask you, I was like, do you think this is a real storyline or is this just like something to move the show along? I think they had already decided to move to Mexico City. And so they just made a story. If they hadn't already moved there, they decided to make a storyline about it. Okay, have they moved now? Cause you, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, one, I was very surprised to see them. And I guess TLC is just like, fuck all the headlines. We don't know what anything. Ed doesn't need a visa. He's Liz, Ed and Liz, neither of them need a visa, but we're still going to put them on here. We're calling it the other way, but... Kenny already moved. Like, we don't need to see them again, and they don't care anymore. We're just going to put anybody we feel like. But I wasn't getting a good feeling with Kenny and Armando. Armando seems annoyed by Kenny, like his presence. Like, undertones of, again, I I could be completely tripping, but it just feels like, it just felt like he was annoyed by him, and I don't know why. You know, I didn't clock any of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I I think I was too busy focusing on the fakeness of the moving to Mexico City storyline. <laughs> like the part where they tried to convince us that it would be harder for Kenny to go to the grocery store in the big city where more people speak English, I promise you, <laughs> than in the little town that they live in. I was like, how dumb do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm projecting. I was just really annoyed by Armando. <laughs> I just... Well, like- I don't think he's being logical about anything. And, you know, I probably missed all of this because I can't buy into the argument that they're having. I don't believe it's true. I don't think there's any argument about moving to Mexico City. And so if if Armando seemed annoyed, I probably was just like, you're doing a great job acting like something is going on here. (laughs) Well, for many reasons... I don't understand why he doesn't see Kenny's point of having another child in his 60s. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was dumb too. He has four kids, four grown kids. He got him a younger guy who already had a kid and he's like, I'm scot-free. Let me just enjoy my younger man. And now you want him to start changing diapers? And then you're acting annoyed like what he's saying doesn't make any sense. And... Honestly, if Kenny doesn't want one, he just needs to tell him straight up. And that's the other thing that I'm like, is this fake or is this real? And what is this desire to suddenly just have, like, he wants, like, the whole process, too. Not just adopting, like, an adult kid. So he wants it to be genetically theirs. And I'm like, Armando, you're not being logical. <laughs> I, Yeah, they're not, they're not having another kid. You guys have, you said... Because it's the triplets and then the other one. So Kenny has four. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah, hey! who's the most adorable little thing ever. Look at her speaking English. It was so cute. I, see, this is another Fukan. Kenny speaks Spanish and understands Spanish very well. <laughs> Wait, this what? This is well known. What? For real. Shut up. Kenny, Kenny has lived in Mexico for how long? He, this is like a complete farce. Mm. He knows Spanish. Oy. Which brings me to, I was like, man, these people are fakers. And then they had a real conversation with Armando's mom. The timeline, I don't know if it's real, but the emotion 
And the conversation was very, very real. It was so real that I was like, I don't think Hannah should be here. Um, yes. I'm like, why is Hannah there? And like, she's just like paying attention. I was like, she, she shouldn't be part of it. But I, I can't, enjoy is the wrong word, but it was just very genuine. Like Armando's feelings. And I also enjoyed like, there's too many crying mamas on the show. Oh, you're gonna leave me. Why do you want to go away from me? I I, I can't deal. Um, I, I enjoyed a mother being told, like, get it together. <laughs> this is not about you. I'm leaving. Here are the reasons why I'm leaving. Like, stop, stop it. Stop making it about yourself. Yes, I was very annoyed by it. I did not feel anything for his mom. I am so glad that he spoke back and was like, she's making herself the victim, but she was not there for me and all of this stuff. And she's like, I'm like, I I generally don't like it when parents are so clingy to their children. Like, it's time for him to leave. He's not like, you got on a plane and got to see him in Mexico City. You get Hannah every summer. Like, what is the big deal? Like, oh, you moved, you broke away. So I'm glad he fought back. Like, when all these things happened to me, no one said anything to me. No one was there for me. And then she went to, it's hard for us as Mexicans to do that. She's not lying because, I mean, if you equate it to, like, maybe the typical Nigerian family, I can understand it from that perspective. By the end of the day, you are not bound by your culture. Your culture did not stop you from throwing your hands around your son and saying, I love you no matter what, exactly what he said. So she'll be all right. And he needs to do what he wants to do. I just don't understand why he wants to limit himself, whether it's moving to a big city, whether it's just doing what he wants to do. But he was kind enough when he said, I'm married now and I have someone that I need to consider. I just fully appreciated the way Armando handled that conversation with his mother. And you, like, I loved, see, I told, I loved that conversation. A, he stood up for his marriage. Yeah. It's a common theme on 90 Day Fiance of people not doing that. Yeah. And B, Kenny just sat there and let him handle his business. And yes, yep. Kenny understood the conversation, okay? Even though the look <laughs> on his face, I was like, because... Kenny understands what's going on here, but he knows that he can't step in. The only thing he said was, are you okay, Armando? And I was Ooh. like, you're such a good husband. Ooh. That was good. Oh. oh, I feel so stupid now that I didn't know he spoke Spanish. <laughs> because that's true. He was tearing up. I'm like, why is he crying? Does he know what's happening? Is Hannah translating? I don't know. <laughs> but the conversation reminded me of like, remember um Vish uh not Vishal. Amrit's Nicholas Amrit's conversation with his mom. Yes. That whole thing and all that. And it just made me like I just felt for like coming out. I'm sure must not be easy um, to do. And I think I've heard multiple queer people say how coming out is not a one-time thing. It's like you have different versions and different times that you have to do it. And for most, not for most, for some, it's like the most painful thing you have to do, especially with your loved ones. So um, again, glad that he got it out, his system. So yeah, I mean... That was the kind of the end of their story in the most recent episode. But it just, I'm happy to see Kenny and Armando. Even when they're faking, I just, Hannah is so cute. I love seeing them. I didn't mind that they were being faking. And then they had some actual substance. And I was like, I'm so happy you're here on this show. I just enjoy watching you. (laughs) Sorry, the one last thing I just remembered where I felt like, is Armando just, again, is it real or not? But remember when he 
threw it at him where he said, I don't want you to say, like, I should move because you moved for me and all that kind of stuff. And Kenny was so taken aback, like, why would you even say that? But I mean, at the back of my mind, I was like, I mean, but it's true. You're acting like he didn't leave, like, his his place in America to come all the way. His four children, his grandchild. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm going to leave them. I'm like, sir, let's, let's, let's recalibrate now. But then he now throws it out and is like, I don't want to feel like every time I do it, it's like I'm obligated to. And I'm like, Armando, that's not nice. So, yeah. But look at the way they argue, especially when we're comparing couples. Kenny is like, I was taken aback that you said that and here's why. And I felt like they got to a good resolution. It still wasn't a cool thing for him to say. I I just, I was like, look at this grown up couple dealing with their grown up problems. Well, I mean, hopefully, like, at Kenny's age, we hope it comes with sense. <laughs> Clearly, not with, like, people like Angela and stuff, but... I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but Kenny's doing it the right way. <laughs> the couple that's getting a lot of attention this season for being batshit crazy is Mary and Brendan. Or Brandan. His name is spelled with an A on the end. It's very confusing. He has two A's. B-R-A-N-D-A-N. Brandon. <laughs> I mean, they're weird. They're very, very weird. They're very codependent. I think they lie a lot. My notes, and I quote, this is insanity, like clinical insanity. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I, I, do you want a spoiler or no? What? It's a question. Okay. Do you want a spoiler or no? Okay, fine. Well, are we giving the people spoilers too? Um, yeah, we're spoiler free on our regular show, but this isn't a regular show. <laughs> okay, if you don't want to hear it, take a pause and skip 15 seconds. But okay, go ahead. I'm long-winded. Make sure you skip like 30, 40 seconds. <laughs> Those two are married and about to have a kid. Shut the fuck up! Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I was not expecting that. <laughs> And I am actually scared because they remind me of Paul and Karini. Like that is the level of dysfunction that they have. I'm hoping that they're lying, but I don't think they are. I think that there are certain elements of this relationship are exactly as they present it. And that is scary. Very, very scary. Ada, have my hands over my mouth. No. Are they in the States or are they still in? I'm not actually sure about that part. Oh, no. These are two very, I don't like to call people damaged, but they have a lot of trauma they need to work through. Oh, no. It's interesting because the things that bring them together, like, they both clearly, you know, their parents, I don't, I don't, I know we went over why his parents weren't great. His mom failed a drug test. She lost custody of him. He went to his dad. His dad wasn't great. Then he ended up with these godparents living in a camper outside their house. Her parents, do we know why she is being raised by her grandparents? No. So either way, they clearly have that in common and that other people kind of had to step in and raise them. Um, And they have abandonment issues, I think, from their parents. Yeah, and they're trying to recreate that whole... And then in addition to that, she got cheated on 10 times because she counted. And she's just paranoid now. But how could she be cheated on 10 times and never kissed anybody? Like, what kind of relationship was this? 
a pure relationship, but he just kept kissing other people, maybe? I don't know. The whole thing sounds so juvenile. Well, it's Mary. She sounds juvenile. They're both children. (laughs) To set this up for you, I think Brandon is like, what, 23? Yeah. And he and this girl decided that they needed to be on the phone 24-7. Like, in fact, we're introduced to them with him pooping. I don't know how the cameraman did it because I thought he was about to masturbate or something. And I'm like, okay, we're going too far right now because we see his pants and all the stuff or whatever. And we just see him poop and she's on the phone. And I'm like, what are we doing here? But 24-7, he goes to get his teeth cleaned at the dentist and she's on the phone. And then she gets mad if he talks to anyone of the opposite sex. In fact, he does not talk to his family because his mom has female roommates and his sister has female friends. And he's not allowed to be in close proximity to women. It's so wild. I I couldn't believe what we're watching. I mean, I, I would agree. I cannot believe what I was watching. The conversations with his mom... And this, I mean, the story behind it is that his mom lost custody of him and his younger half-siblings because she failed a drug test. So it seems like they've been out of touch for a while. They're reconnecting, but they can't reconnect because he can't go to places where there are other women who he's not related to. They try to go fishing. He's got to stay in cell phone range. It's, it's really bonkers, and I don't think it's fake. I think it is very, very real. Yes, I think it's real. I think it's wild that she unplugs the router when she wants to hang out with her male friends. <laughs> it's like a mini, what is Gino's girlfriend's name? Jasmine. Mini Jasmine in the making. Like you cannot do anything, but I can do what I want to do. But she claims that he gets jealous too, but the show never really shows us his jealousy and they show just hers. And hers is a doozy. So he's on the plane over to go see her and meet her for the first time, I might add. Mm -hmm. So some of these couples have met before. These two have never met before. But he is moving to the Philippines to be with her. And he is part of the story is that he's seated next to women on the plane and she is yelling at him and telling him, like, you can't talk to women. And he's like, They're sitting next to me on a plane. See, the thing about that is it's almost like the logic starts to come in, but it doesn't quite click for him. Like, this is crazy. That had me very worried. The plane incident, I'm like, she's genuinely like... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She feels like she's validated by her request. And then he even obliging her by getting an empty seat. That's wild. And then she's like, don't bother calling. I'm like, you've been looking forward to this for two years. And you're going to say no because 
he sat on a plane where we don't know who we're going to sit beside. Uh, that's crazy. Is it ignorance? Is it insanity? Is it both? Oh, it's insanity. It's not <laughs> ignorance. It's just insanity. Plain insanity. So She claims that she quit dancing and she quit school because of him. That's where I'm like, where is the truth? I mean, a little part of me wants to think that it's true and maybe this is one of those situations where the patriarchy strikes again. Let's make the lady crazy. But you're right. There's this possibility where she's just like, eh, I have someone taking care of me. What am I dancing for? So she willingly did it, but they didn't show any of the jealousy that she talks about. There's another couple where we run into this, but there's a lot of stuff where people claim that things are from their culture, but they don't specify their culture. The Philippines is one country, but I think that her family is particularly religious and particularly conservative and has some rituals and customs that are definitely part of their culture, but they don't specify like this is our culture and not Filipino culture overall. So when he picks, her brother comes and picks up from the airport and it's, they have a long discussion about how he has to ask permission to kiss her. I guess he was supposed to ask the brother and he didn't, but then they were like, you have to ask the grandparents before you get home. The whole thing is a little odd. Yeah. I think, I mean, she did mention that it's not, I think the permission part is probably like the culture thing, but everything else, like you said, is because she said they're strong Catholics. So that's the religious part because it's kind of like, you know, the culture of before you do anything, you ask the parents, can I have your hand? It's kind of like in line of, can I have your hand in marriage? But for lesser things, not just a big proposal or an engagement. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I took it. I thought it was quite interesting that they could ask permission to sleep in the same room together as unmarried people as long as they got their instructions that they're not allowed to have sex while they're in there. Yeah, that part kind of, that's funny. I took notes of that and I was like, that sounds suspicious because nothing about Mary screams conservative. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's tattooed up from head to toe. They've had phone sex. So I'm not quite sure where all this asking them. That part seems maybe hyped up by the producers to have some kind of story. And I thought it was so rich that her brother was like, you have to ask for permission. This man has two kids and a girlfriend. He's not married. (laughs) And he was apparently disowned. But then they spoke when they got to the house. And her grandfather just happened to ask, what did you do when you saw Mary at the airport? So I don't know. I think we're being played. Okay. I agree. So they end the most recent episode in a room together, supposedly going to sleep with not a cover between them. I was confused. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was very confusing. And Brandon even makes the same point. He's like, we've been intimate. We talk every day. I mean, literally, they talk 24-7. They watch each other sleep. We've had phone sex, so why is she acting like... Because she made him sleep the other way, and she couldn't even face him? They had to, He had to face the wall, and he couldn't look her in the eye, and it was head, head to feet, feet to head? 
And it was just a little extreme. I was praying that they were liars. I'm like, I hope for all you guys have gone through, I hope something is going on once the cameras leave and the door is shut. Me too. I think it would be like a (laughs) Statler Dempsey situation. Dempsey was all like, you can't touch me. We just met, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, she also said she wasn't going to kiss him at the airport. And that's all they did in the car. So um, I just wanted to say, what is the situation with the house? Because as far as I'm concerned, he built the house. It is his house. No one thanked him for providing him a house. No one's telling him when they're leaving. And they're making this man feel like a guest in his own house. He contributed his entire paycheck for the last how many years. He has nothing but $250 in his account. And yet he's being treated like a guest in his own house. But I'm just like, if they split, what happens to the house? What is the plan? I don't know, Philip. Well, first off, there's no divorce in the Philippines. Like, you literally cannot get divorced. Um, so I don't know how they would split proceeds from a non-divorce. I mean, I don't think Mary's going to give it up. She's just going to take the house. <laughs> but um, it was crazy the amount of bugs that were in there. I'm the kind of person that's not scared about bugs, so I'm I'm fine with it. It was till she said the rats run around in the ceiling. I was like, I would die. I cannot do rats. But I found it very interesting that um, her bathroom was cleaner than his. At some point, the camera panned into his bathroom. And I think I saw a black. I couldn't turn away fast enough. But her bathroom was cleaner. I appreciate that Mary understood that cameras were coming to her house. Her room was spotless. It was organized. Yeah. But the way these people behave, you would think they get no notice. But Mary showed us. And maybe that's just how her house is all the time. But I appreciated that. I'm like, oh, this is the person who knows their cameras are coming and they're not going to show me looking like a slob. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm petrified for them. I really, like, Paul and Karini, it's, it's, I can't believe how many jokes we made about Paul and Karini to where it is today where they have lost custody of their children. They have? They, they I think, dropping all these things on me. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. But yes, I th- I'm actually not sure. They definitely lost custody of their children for a time. I don't think they have them back. And I, I think it's been a couple years now. TLC refused to like cover them anymore when things got really bad with the whole kid situation and CPS being called and his mom having to take the kids and all this good stuff. So, yeah, I just, we used to make jokes about Paul running and like all the funny things. And now there are where they are. And I'm like, oh God, Mary and Brandon. Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. I didn't know that about Karini. Wait, but why would Karini lose? What did she do? They were both pretty neglectful. I feel like she was a nice, normal person. And then Paul got a hold of her and she became a shell of herself and I think it was like a form of depression and they were both, I mean, I'm not like making excuses for her, but they basically neglected their children. Both of them. No. Wow. That's sad. Is she still in the country? Yeah. And like I said, they might've gotten them back, but they lost custody for a long time. And I feel like it was a back and forth situation. Like they would have them, then they would lose them, then they would have them. So I don't know what the current situation is because I try not to keep up with Paul and Karini anymore. I think it's, you know, too too bad to just treat like entertainment. But yeah, this is what can happen when people who are really, really dysfunctional yeah. create together. 
And the thing is, at least like Paul and Karini, they eventually were in the same country. With Brandon and Mary, like if something happens, there are no laws that we know of, you know, between the Philippines and America. Like, how do you keep in contact? Because Mary seems very vengeful. You think she'll just take his child and run? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, she's very vengeful, so... Okay, we'll be take a break and we'll be back. And we are back to talk about Holly and Wayne. They don't make no sense. This woman's been married twice. She's a Jehovah's Witness, but her mom is traveling with her to South Africa to be a chaperone. You've been married twice. What is being chaperoned? Holly doesn't seem all the way there. I, I, don't, I tried to find a nice way to say it. Very first moment where her she was counting the length of her hair and she was telling us she's a hairdresser and she said, I don't do women's hair, blah, blah, blah. She struck me as one of those women were like, I don't have female friends because there's so much where I was like, you're bad vibes. Yes. Not, not like Wayne is any better, but. I mean, it's almost like they're two dark clouds who have come together. To create a thunderstorm. <laughs> The same way I'm like, oh, Mary is telling us certain things are Philippine culture. It's the same way Wayne is telling us a story about South Africa. I am not in any way, shape, or form accusing the men of lying. It's just that, I think it's true, but it's just that he's presenting a certain thing. And I'm like, can we get some fidelity on that? Um, I don't, I I was going to say, like, I always feel like when we defend these things it portrays like africa in a bad light but unfortunately he's not lying and especially like he's in johannesburg like if they were in cape town cape town is more liberal so to speak or whatever and quote unquote safer and it's probably just a case of where his neighborhood is but it's just well known about the you know the crime rate and everything that works out how it works out over there so he's not wrong at all the about. part I was wondering about was mm-hmm. the short dresses. He's not wrong because okay. even in, I think he's, the way he communicates is very gruff, but also, you know how African men talk, like they're just very gruff and very straight to the point. And he's not saying, he didn't have to say that or call it like a prostitute or anything, but it's the case of sometimes the way they, see stuff you're wearing a short dress you know when they just say ashao that's a word for prostitute in our in our nigeria that's literally what they say they're like why are you dressed like an ashao you know that so i kind of got where he was coming from <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing i'm, I'm just, just laughing because you're right but <laughs> yeah they never say why are you wearing a short dress or whatever they go straight to why do you look like a prostitute and because the sometimes if there are people out there who are not so I'm picking I'm speaking very carefully because I I'm not South African I'm not trying to speak for them I'm just speaking for what I know of the culture it's just that we hear all these crimes against women all the time and then at least here there's some kind of laws and things and in some places there's just no laws and they just see someone and they don't control themselves and they just do whatever they want to do it's not right but it's just 
how life is. And so I do think he is being protective, but he's not saying it in the right way. And Holly is just, you know, she's American, so she doesn't quite understand it fully. So it's a two-sided thing, though. Look, I I wouldn't, maybe I am conservative. I don't understand her fashion at all. (laughs) Like, I'm not disagreeing with Wayne that they are too short. (laughs) It was the way, like you said, it was the way it was expressed. Yeah. It was, uh, for me, I don't mind the length of her dresses or anything. It's just that, you know, she claimed that she really liked fashion and nothing was fashionable about that. So (laughs) she's just really short. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. Well, maybe it's just not my style, but it's just that. But yeah, I could see how he could come across as being controlling and all the stuff. But I don't know. How long is her mom staying over? There was some disagreement about that in the opening episodes. I feel like it was like two months from one party and one month from the other party. So we'll see. Either way, Wayne is like, she out of here when we get married. But I think Holly is being glib because for someone's house to have been broken into how many times, what other sign do you need to know? Like, hey, this might not be the safest place or place somewhere that you feel comfortable. Because I think in the preview, she said something about we're moving to a gated community. How about you don't move until he's actually in that gated community? Because you know the reality. He has been broken into numerous times. You being there is not going to make it any better. It's not going to change it. So you decide, do I want to take this risk or not? I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, they're not. I mean, the Jehovah's Witness thing is kind of interesting. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, uh, let's see where their story goes. The shopping trip was definitely not good. Yeah. It was not at all. But it boils down to the DNA of 90 Day. Someone marrying into someone, no one understanding the culture, and everyone blowing up when they show who they truly are and acting surprised. And you're like, no, this is how they've always been. So why are you surprised? You made a whole decision to change your life and then you act like it's brand new. And the question is always, why don't they come to America? Um, Did it? they answer that for these two? No, actually. Actually, for none of them. Did, oh, did we get for some? I don't think no, I heard really. about anyone. Yeah, we didn't hear. I think maybe the production... Production has decided to go the route of we're just going to focus on the other way, but not really saying if they're It says a lot about way. us that our default is, oh, the foreign partner should come to America. Like I, I don't necessarily have- think that, uh, to be honest with you. I don't necessarily think they should come here. I'm just like, if you're going to change your whole life and you decide you're going to go to a certain place, at least do research and go with facts. Again, if I was with a man... And his house was broken into how many times within the span of how many? I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm not going to lie to myself and think when I get there, things will be better. I'm not going to do it. I think the best other way uh, person, well, besides Kenny, now I'm going to think of other people, was Ariel. Yeah, except for they didn't last. And it didn't last. It, it never lasts. Again, they ended up coming to America. I can't believe that it never occurred to me until you said it, that they just go for a vacation and come back. But Ariel went fully informed. 
She knew about the hospitals. She knew what she was getting into and she still wanted to go into it. And she did it. See, my favorite the other way is Jenny. <laughs> From Jenny and to be. <laughs> That's true. I know. As I said that, I started thinking of other people. And I'm like, okay, yeah. All right. So our next couple is Kirsten and Julio. Sorry, Julio. Is it Julio? No, no, no. She, oh, I was cracking a joke. She said she pronounced it Julio and she just kept, she just kept calling him that and decided that she's just always going to call him Julio. Okay. She knows it's Julio, but she just said she's just going to keep calling him Julio. It was a joke, but she kept it. When I was in college, I knew a guy who was a Jorge who was called George. It was so confusing. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to pronounce your own name. You're in America if you want to, you know, mix it up a little. But I was like, I'd see it written down. I'd be thinking to myself, Jorge, and then I'd have to force out George. I mean, (laughs) I think back when we were in college, a lot of people Americanized their names to assimilate. I mean, I find it a little odd to be assimilating in quote marks in Texas and your name is Jorge. Um, no, it wasn't always cool to be an immigrant. Like we're in good times now, but back in the day, it wasn't always cool. Not so much cool, but like I don't know. Anyway, at first I liked Julio, but as the episodes went on, I was like, no, I, I don't. I don't think I like you. <laughs> I thought He's it was cool. What? He's a coward. Yes. And I was really willing to overlook it, too, because at first I was like, okay, first off, it's cool that you went to her country and you guys had kind of a weird thing where you were quarantined together, but you like made the best of it, got to know each other, fell in love. That's cool. Um, I, I kind of like it when people like have no affection at all for America. And Kirsten's like, I ain't going there. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound so bad. That tells me that a person has done their research. And honestly, if you're living in a European, especially one of the Nordics, what are you going to come to America for? No social safety net? No health insurance? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, did she look like Alexia from Real Housewives of Miami to you? No. Um, I mean, yeah, but not really. She looked like a younger her to me. Okay. So for reasons I guess storyline, so she's never been to the United States. And so even though he's moving there, she's coming to visit here. Yeah. Uh, uh, As long as this goes on, the more it's like, this man did not tell anybody about her. I could sort of understand not telling your mom, oddly enough. Really? How? What do you understand about that? It depends. I don't, it depends on the type of mother you're dealing with. Okay. Or like, oh, I want to make sure I'm sure, sure, before I tell my mom. It was when we got to the friends that I was, and the cousins, and the, where it gets to be like, oh, you you told your one friend and nobody else about her, and you've been together for a year. Now, why were you not telling people about her? I don't know. Going back to the mom part, I feel like you have to be cognizant of how you present your significant other to your family because they're not as forgiving as you're going to be. And now if you just bring her up on her and you don't give her time to even reconcile the fact that, oh, you have someone and all that kind of stuff, you're presenting her in a bad light. 
like like she said, I think um, Kirsten said that she will always be the person that took away her son. And she didn't even get to build a relationship with you. But yeah, you're right. He was very shysty about that. Like, why were you not telling anyone about her? And the funny part is it was his idea to move. But I'm like, did he fall in love with the Netherlands or did he fall in love with her? (laughs) Yeah, because it's not just moving. He's like, I'm applying for, was it a work permit or a green card? I don't know. He applied for something. Like, he actually has a plan. Because that tells me that you are actually serious about moving. All these people who are going to these places and don't say anything about a visa, I give him a side eye. But he's really serious. He actually started the paperwork. I mean, is he? You know, he's second guessing himself. So he's not sure if he wants to move now. After the mom, they went, they, apparently they shot this in October because there's a Halloween costume party. Yeah. They go to a costume party and they meet his one friend who actually knows about her. And the friend somehow starts, sparks a discussion about him living separately from her when he moves to the Netherlands. And I'm like, this is actually not a terrible idea. But once again, it's the way it was presented. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. We're not going to move all over the country and then we're going to pay two separate rents. And also, don't spring it up on me in front of your friend. Like, when did you have this thought? We've been talking for years or maybe for months about you moving, me being together. I'm planning my stuff. Like, I'm going to live with my boyfriend and all that. And all of a sudden, your friend says, ah, do you think you should? And then you spring it up on me out there in public. That's a terrible idea. And that's why I meant about the way the idea was presented. If you move to another city for your significant other, it's not a bad idea to get your own place for a little while. But the way you present that is not the way that it was done here. I I don't know. If I'm assimilating to a new place, I don't know if I'd want my own place. (laughs) I don't want to pay double rent. And then he's like, we're going to spend, spend time in each other's place anyways. I don't know. But... I don't know. He was backing out. I don't, something is, I don't know if he's genuinely scared or there's something that he doesn't like about Kirsten. I don't know. Uh, I, um, she's kind of bland. <laughs> the both of them, you know, to be honest, the both of them aren't very like expressive. It's something they kind of have in common. And so it's hard to get a gauge on them in some ways is she bland or does she just not come with a lot of drama there's that she does not come with a lot of drama he tries to avoid drama but then creates it It, it's real (laughs) maybe i don't know i started off really rooting for them and then the longer this goes on with him and his waffling and not telling anybody about her and putting her in these weird awkward situations like the one with the cousins But, I mean, he's also showing her bullet holes at his mom's house. This woman is not going to come live here. And then having these awkward conversations about why she's not going to come live here. She, I mean, it, it, it's kind of sad. Because if you say I'm not going to live here, it's like, well, you can come to me or we cannot be together. It's, kinda, it's a little bit of an ultimatum. But you also chose to date somebody who's clear across the world. So <laughs> choices are going to be what they're going to be. If I were her, I'd just get on a plane and be like, figure your shit out. 
Don't use my trip to figure out what you want to do and spring it up on me. When you figure it out, let me know. I will ask, call her bland. I feel kind of bad. She did seem really, she was just so nice. Everywhere that he took her to, she was nice to everybody. And she tried to diffuse, I feel like, situations that were elevating. So I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah. Okay, next is up to fireworks. Literally the opposites. Kimberly and TJ. In their, like, first introduction, I think we're supposed to believe, and I did believe for one whole episode, that she's, like, this chill, happy-go-lucky chakras something. Because they're like, oh, my soul, I had a dream, and I saw her, and the soul, and the spirit, and the... The both of them seem to have that going on. But it did sound like their relationship is built on, I don't know, chakras in a pejorative way. I don't actually know what chakras are, but I think you guys get what I mean. <laughs> so it was based on nothing? Like, I don't know. It was just very woo-woo for me. There we go. <laughs> woo-woo sounds better than chakras. <laughs> <laughs> because after she said all of the things, I was like, again, what do you have in common? I think he had a cool job, though. He's like a voiceover. Oh, okay. Was it him? Sorry, my nine days are blurring <laughs> together. But yeah, I think he was the one who was doing, he records for ads and then for books. And he's, they asked him his favorite thing to do. And it was like a children's voice thing. But yeah, they are explosive because both of them do not know how to control their emotions. And... Again, we are met with people who do not understand each other's cultures. Because, I mean, on the flip, we get, you know, we talk a lot about the Americans not understanding other people's cultures. But I do feel like on the flip, we have these foreigners who have these ideas about Americans and like, oh, you're so liberal or you're not respectful, you're not whatever. And you know that. If you have all these stereotypes in there, then go pick someone who understands your culture. No one's forcing you to do this. You know, don't get someone and then try to stifle who they are. So it goes both ways. But these two are not on the first day. The first hour, maybe? <laughs> it started off so nice. <laughs> then she got off the plane. They were happy to see each other. She has nice gifts. She's having nice moments with his family. I'm like, oh, she's getting along with her in-laws. This is so nice. Then it all goes to hell. I got to ask you this. And if anyone out there heard this, please let me know. When they were in the living room and he was about to show her the apartment that he built, did you hear her say, so what's next, brown cow? She, she did say that, yes. What the hell? Is that not offensive or is that just me? I, I don't want to presume. I, okay, please, you know, this is where cultural knowledge comes in. But aren't cows, like, really sacred in India? They are, but I, where, how do we explain the brown? I don't know. I, I'm going to go with term of endearment and let them work that out amongst themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to rewind it because I was like, surely I did not hear right. But, you heard okay. right. You heard right. All right. Well, everything went to shit after that because he takes her to go see the apartment that she's building because he built another level because she's like, I cannot live with the family. Once again, this is season six, right? Or five? Five. five. Season five. 
And even without it not being season, we've had seasons where we've seen what it's like to be in an Indian family. You live together with the family. Like if you did any research at all, but she's like, nope, I need to build another one. Okay, he obliges her and he built her one. Unfortunately, he did not do anything to any specifications that she wanted. And she's like, that this is not aligned. The sink is out there and it's not. I'm not saying she's wrong. I am absolutely not saying it's wrong. But the thing about when you try to build things in a third world country and you get, it's not like here where you get like contractors and you get the best person for the job and even they're going to lie to you and tell you what you want to hear and you're just grateful something was built. But this is, see, you're all like, oh, that's the third world. No, anybody who deals with contractors in America there are certain truths. They will lie to you about timeline. They will lie to you about price. Lie is a strong word, but the estimate never matches the actual. Materials yeah. are hard to get. Like, I, it makes yeah, yeah. I agree with you that it's different in the in developing countries than it is here. But a lot of the things are the exact same. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I feel like at least here, like for example, when she talked about the the doors not being like the same height or the levels or whatever, you could at least make a case for it here. And someone mm-hmm. will be like, oh, you did the, you like sometimes over there, you're just like, eh, what are you going to do? Like rebuild the whole thing all over <laughs> again. She's not wrong, but these are the little nuances. Like, I don't know that you can explain. Like, even when I joke, I always tell people like Nigeria cannot be explained. You just have to experience it because even if I tried to explain it, you wouldn't even believe me. But it's so ridiculous, but it's true. So when, you know, he goes back to bitch to his family and his family's like, you got the most expensive ones. They built it. And he's all like, we should be grateful. They did it in two months and they bent their backs. And I'm like laughing because I'm like, oh boy, this is just all a big miscommunication. And I can see why they feel they're so right. But you're not going to go huge, The huge miscommunication. Like, I also felt like his family was not helping the situation. Like we needed somebody, anybody to bring the temperature down. And they just kept on firing him back up. My favorite though was when the mom was like, does she think that she's a sheik from Dubai? (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Um, And then she's sitting there in the room crying. So they have a huge blow up argument where she basically, she just goes around the apartment bitching. Bitching is the wrong word. She goes around the apartment and he was showing her, look at my work so far. She was doing her punch list in a very aggressive manner where yes. you go through and you start saying, well, this needs to be fixed and that needs to be fixed and that needs to be changed. But she was also very like, you didn't do what I told you to do. And it's like, it's not like the man was building these things. Himself. He just did the best he could with the two months he had, with the yeah. money he had. Yeah. You can clearly see that it's a work in progress, but she's like screaming about how she can't take a poop because... Because there's no cover. And I'm like, all right, fun fact, guys. I was recently featured on an episode of House Hunters. And when we were doing the show, my producer told my realtor that when we were going through houses, that she had to be solution oriented. So when you walk into a room, you see a problem and you have to think, okay, well, how will I fix that? So I was looking at this girl and I'm like, if the window is, is, can't you say, you know, we need to get a sheet up there. Do you think you have a nice sheet that I can use to cover the window? Instead, she's screaming about, I can't even use the bathroom because there's a, the window is open. Aren't they on the yeah. second floor too? Like, can anybody really see in? Yep. 
And I think that was my problem with her. Was like, even if you had all these gripes, I keep repeating that she wasn't wrong, but give it a break. You just landed. I couldn't believe that it was still the same night from when she landed. She didn't even relax and be like, then the next morning you'd be like, hey, babe, like this was what I wanted. Like, what would I do for this? Like Aid said, she was just screaming and pointing out. And I'm sure he's all like, because I think later on in the episode, he mentioned how he took out a loan. That it's going to take seven years to pay back. Seven years to pay back. So for him, it's like, this is how much I love you. I made sure to do this for you. And all she's hearing or seeing is, you don't love me. You didn't do anything that I asked you to. And then he's hearing, like, you think I'm an idiot. And he's saying, you are an idiot. Not in so many words, but they're just saying all these things to each other without actually saying the words. And that's what led to that blowout. And it was just very ugly. And it got to the point where two hours into it, we already got the, I left everything for you. I'm like, there we go. There's the Trump card. <laughs> it's always there. And, you know, he gave me um, Usman vibes because he said, I am not your servant for your kind info. <laughs> <laughs> That was just one of those moments where, you know, when foreign English just elevates yeah. things a little? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for your kind of information, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what we always had with Usman. Like, even when Usman was kind of just, just being a dick, but you're just kind of just happy that someone's standing up for themselves because a lot of the times everyone is like, I did this for you, so I own you. And I'm like, I'm not, he's like, she's treating me like I'm her slave. I am not your slave. And I'm like, yes, stand up for yourself. Like, if you want to communicate, communicate like an adult because you have a leg to stand on. But no one's going to listen to you when you're just screaming and yelling and just being bratty and like, oh, if I cry, everything is going to be okay. No, that's not how it works. So I just kind of love it when they call their bluff. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you don't want to be sure. Like, I don't want to be married to somebody who's like, okay, don't marry me then. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it kept on spiraling that whole argument so it started with the screaming and the yelling him going downstairs getting more fortified from his family then going back upstairs and instead of anybody calming down she just sat there and talked to a producer clearly he didn't do this and he then she switched it from whatever the actual argument was to he needs to acknowledge my feelings so she created a new standard that he needed to meet and yep. she wasn't going to be able to talk like a rational person until he met the standard that she invented. So then yeah. he comes back up and she's like, you just need to acknowledge my feelings. Why can't you acknowledge my feelings? I, I wouldn't acknowledge your feelings either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we skipped the part where he was just really mad because she said you were being a dick. And he got so mad that why would you use that language that you're a lady and then, you know, the patriarchy creeps in again. You're a lady. You can't use that. She's like, I use it all the time. I curse. And it's like, we say it in America. He's like, we know. Like, you don't have to use it here. That it hurts my feelings. And then she just stands her ground and I'm just like, oh, this is bad. This is so bad. And Was minute, it kind of funny though, too, though? It was because the minute she screamed, why would you just acknowledge you hurt my feelings? Why would you say it? He leapt. He didn't get up. He leapt from the bed and just walked out. And I was like, oh, it didn't work. So there you are again. He left her crying because he came in in peace. He came in. He crawled in. He goes, hi, how are you? And then she just, nope. And it was bad. I mean, 
they're probably still going to get married or whatever and live in that apartment and hopefully it can get up to her standards. It just, she looked, she looked like a will, a really whiny American brat um, who, and then when she's like, I don't like it when we fight because his family's going to take his side. And I was like, you didn't think that would happen when you moved in with your husband's family. You didn't <laughs> think that would happen. You're on your own. <laughs> doesn't look like it's going to get better next week when, his brother says that you're being stupid. So, <laughs> I mean, his brother already declared. From what I see, she's not a good girl. So it's not looking good. It's not looking good, but people, they managed. I just can't imagine taking out a loan for seven years to build an addition and then not getting married. At that point, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Uh well, I mean, that's all I got. I feel the other way. Oh, we still have a couple who we have not met yet on this show. Oh, really? Really. They're in the cast list, but they have not come on yet. And we're five episodes in. So I'm like, does I, you know, if I was uh, delusional, I would think that someone had dropped out. But this is 90 Day Fiance. They, they just might just add somebody else in. Oh, okay. Well... We shall see, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks, guys. Talk to you guys later. Have Bye. a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.